Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, a weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaugh. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. This week we will be reviewing the new sci-fi film, Lord of the Fly, I mean Voyagers, <laughs> and discussing three modern sci-fi classics set in space, Gravity, The Martian, and Interstellar. Before we get into all that, how you doing, Jordan? I'm doing okay. We've been up since like <laughs> 9 in the morning. We're coming straight from seeing Voyagers into this. and A 10.45 showing. My goodness. I, I think that might be the earliest I've ever gone to see, see a movie in the theater. Have, uh, have you seen any other films this week? That's a good question. Let me, uh, let me consult the letterbox. Uh, we, um, we were recently on... I, I, think, s- I think it's premiering today. I don't know if it's already, but we were on... Through Imperial Eyes. Their segment, Imperial Cantina. Uh, Jackson was on our show last week. Yeah, Jackson Delane, Brayden Ledbetter. They do great work. Uh, we were on their Force Awakens episode, so if you want to hang out with us uh, and hear us just gush about that movie for a couple hours, then uh, come on and join. It's a, yeah. Excuse me, uh, air conditioner. Uh, sir, we're in the middle of recording a podcast. Please, sir, please. All right, cool. I'm glad he understood. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let me just consult the, uh, the old I don't think I saw anything else. Oh, I saw, um, I watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. How's that? That is, uh, it's pretty good. It is, um, it kind of falls into the play adaptation thing where you can tell it's very much adapted from a play. Like, the blocking and the staging is very much like, point the camera at it, you know what I mean? And, but I, I think the dialogue really crackles in the, uh... Yeah, no, the screenplay is, 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 I mean, I guess it's adapted, but I've never, I've never seen the play, but, uh, yeah, August Wilson. <laughs> do, do you know who August, he's the guy who wrote the, the play. Bu- I know he's a playwright. <laughs> I know he's a playwright. Uh, and I also watched, uh, uh, Bad Trip, the Eric Andre, uh, camera on movie. It's very funny, very on good time. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I watched that we aren't talking about. Yeah. Besides, um, besides Force Awakens, I all four of the movies I watched this week were for this podcast. Yeah, fair. Uh, the shit I do for you guys. <laughs> Speaking of shit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our uh, our film for this week. Uh, Voyagers, written and directed by Neil Berger. Neil Berger. Berger? Is it Berger? It might be Berger. Oh, I'm going to say Berger. That poor man. Um, so, Kyle. Yeah. You want to give us a plot rundown of, uh, of Voyagers before we get into spoiler talk? Sure. So, it's your normal sci-fi premise where the Earth is dying. Yes. And they need to find another planet. And they find a potential planet, but they have to get there and it'll take 85 years. Mm-hmm. So their plan is to um, artificially create a like group. A, a generation of a kids. A generation of children. And to take them up. With, with the purpose of them reproducing for two generations. And then their grandkids will be the one who reach the planet. Yes. Um, and while they're up there, shit goes haywire. And it's <laughs> shit goes a little sideways. And it's essentially a Lord of the Flies in space. For sure. Uh, were you looking forward to this movie at all? I thought that the trailer was decently compelling. Okay. Like, I thought it looked weird. Yeah. 
It I certainly I, is that. I didn't know if it was going to be good, but I was I was curious to watch it. Yeah, and after seeing it, this movie licks shit. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, this movie is doo doo butt crack. I hate it so much. I hated it. Uh, let's get into it, though. I, I guess let's talk about the positives first. Um, the only actor worth a damn in this movie is Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Uh, the first 10, 15 minutes focus on him, and that part of the film is pretty decent. He it's pl- all right. He plays one of like the Earth scientists who like planned this mission, and he decides very early on to go up there. With them, and he he kind of acts as their like caretaker and their. He mentor. wants to take care. Of, he wants the children to have like a guidance. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want them to turn into monsters who sexually assault Lily Rose Depp. But we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> the first fifteen minutes weren't bad. No, it actually it actually opens okay, but it's like the minute that the movie becomes about the kids, mm-hmm. that's when it, it starts I to agree. go into a uh, couple other positives. The set design's pretty good. Yeah. It looks, it's, it's a slick looking like set. I, I think, uh, and by extension, some of the cinematography is pretty. Yeah. Slick. It's not a bad looking film. No. Like it's, it's pretty. And I think like, like even like the, the computer screens and all that, just like the, the setup of like their like devices and stuff. Like even the design of the guns, like those guns that shoot the, uh, they kind of shoot like an incendiary round or something yeah. like that. I'm like, okay, those are kind of cool concepts, but and the there are certain tracks of the score that were nice, although they are just tracks from Ad Astra. Yeah, they've been they've been Ad Astra's shit. Um, um, other than that, I, I everything else is just so like misguided and and. First draft, just amateur stuff. Uh, first fucking draft. I guess we can get into the screenplay real quick. It is, uh, without exaggeration, I think I do mean this. I think it is one of the worst screenplays I've seen in a long while. This, certainly the worst one of this year so far. Yeah, it's... It's not good. It's real bad. It's a lot of, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this. Why are you doing that? Oh, because of this reason. Oh, okay. It's so like basic and just not compelling or interesting. It's like it was written way. by Microsoft. Sam. Exactly. This yeah. is exactly what would happen if you plugged. We you know those memes for a while where it was like I showed an AI like oh, these this movies. Is, and it's like that, this is what they expect. <laughs> you showed an AI Interstellar. This is what it would. This is what it would make. Yeah, the screenplay is just so dull and lifeless, and and for for a lot of the time, like nothing. Nothing happens in the movie. Like, I remember us kind of sitting there being like, when is this going to, like, get going for a sec? Um, yeah, just a truly, truly awful screenplay. The fucking dialogue. And that and that ties into the performances. Yeah, I, I, listen, I can't blame a lot of these actors. It's not like they had a lot to work with. But, like, yeah, man, some of the people in this are real bad. So, um, okay, let's break it down. Probably the least offensive of the children is Lily Rose Depp. She's, Lily Rose Depp okay. is functional. She's fine. She's in very it. attractive. I think it also well. Okay, so uh, getting into spoilers, uh, they on the ship. I, this this will tie into like why I think the performances are the way they are. But on the ship, they are given this like sedative that makes them very like docile and dull and like like more uh, their pleasure response. Yeah, makes them a little more you know uh, culpable, and eventually. Uh, Ty Sheridan and Space Joker uh, decide not to take <laughs> the, the chemical anymore. And so that's kind of the inciting incident that makes them all start to go a little crazy. And that's when it kind of gets into the Lord of the Fly stuff. Yeah. So I think a lot of these actors were told to act very, like, flatly and Which very, would be like, fine dummy. before 
they stop taking the drug. But, e- but even after ta- after stopping the drug, they're, they're crazy, still... but also, like, bland in one note. Uh, Ty Sheridan is... Ty- fine. He's he's not great, but... He's not offensively bad. He's he's whatever. Let's get into Fine and Whitehead. Uh, I, don't, dude, I don't understand what... Every choice that dude makes in this film. That, that is a bad performance for the ages, I think. That is Hayden Christensen level. This is, this is Jupiter Ascending's... Um, what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. He is just so... I don't even know how to describe it. He's kind of like... he is. He's the antagonist of the film. And he starts as like Ty Sheridan's friend... But then he's the one that kind of starts to go off the edge a little bit, and he becomes like he becomes the Joker. He's Space Joker. I've seen this kid good movies before. Yeah, he's in Dunkirk. He's in uh, he's in Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah, it's, it's it's not like he's a bad actor, but, but I he's, just he's doing an American accent. I, I don't even think it's the accent. No. It's just something about the character, like the way he delivers all of his lines, are so like cartoonishly evil and over. Like he constantly has this like sneer on his face he's like a cartoon villain it's 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 insane you got it kind of has to be seen to be believed all the other kids beyond the main three are are not good no uh the uh the one kid that's like uh fion what is it what's his name whitehead 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 fion whitehead's uh, like like his like his lackey or whoever is real bad yeah he's awful um he's awful there's the one girl that kind of hangs out with uh Ty Sheridan and Lily Rose Depp that gets shot but is not very not good at all. I just yeah. Oh I, my god, his like lackey kid. He was from Midsummer. Midsummer. He's the one. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yo, how the fuck was he so bad in this one? I, I, I that's the thing. Like there, every actor in this has been good in other things. It's just I don't know where. Even that the fucking kid from Game of Thrones. I don't know where. Like, yeah, he's there for like two minutes. Yeah. Uh I don't know where the disconnect... Like, where did they go wrong with this one? I just... I don't know if I blame it on them or the direction or the... I, I think it mostly is the screenplay. Some, I, some of the editing, man. Like, it's... Oh, some yeah, we, uh, we haven't even gotten into that okay, yet. Okay, so... They do something where... I understand what they were trying to do. When, when they first get off the drug and they're first experiencing these sensations like touch mm-hmm. and, and, like, attraction, you're getting a bunch of, like, flashing images of, like... Nature, yeah, and like water, and I get what they're trying to do, like the purest, like form of the sensations. Yeah, like, it's, it's trying to evoke, but it's, like, but it's really like a, it's, but it's like a student film. Yeah, it really is. It's very like just amateur, and it's like throwing everything at the wall, and none of it sticks. There's like a like, montage at the end that just keeps fading to black. That yeah, it's like the most basic Adobe Premiere <laughs> ass. I, I love iMovie. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, I I think that would be the the one word I would attribute to this movie is amateur. Like it, it's just. On a technical level, the way it's put together is just so... Like you said it, it's just so student-filmy. Um, Neil Berger is, like, established director. He's made films, so the fact that he's giving getting such bad performances out of his actors is so It's confusing. strange. It's bizarre. I, I have no idea how this happened. Um, I would love to see a making-of of this movie. I want to see what happened here. It's, um... It's something. Yeah, it is, uh... Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> it's it's not good, and I I didn't again I didn't have expectations going in, but I thought it would be. I'm actually kind of glad it's as bad as it is. No, I not, I would much rather not, it be. It's not bland. I would much rather it be like a funny bad than like a boring bad. So I'm glad it has the good decency. There were lines of dialogue the, that had me laughing out loud. It has the good decency to be uh, 
to be at least unintentionally funny. I apologize to the old people in my theater trying to enjoy it, because I was laughing out loud. <laughs> we were time. laughing our asses off the whole time. It was... Uh, like, are there any are there any funny lines that stick out to you? Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, they're all slipping from my mind. Um, there's a... Well, after the drug... This isn't a line, but after the drug... <laughs> Fion White had just started screaming. And he's like, in the wrestling. He's like, and he's, he's like yeah! 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 And it's, it's, like, it's, it's, so, like, it's so... It's like the most restrained scream it's ever. It's so weird and stilted and they, wooden. Why, at that point, direct your actor to, like, primally scream? Like, get some grit like, from... Just ah, every, like, there's just... No performance goes above, like, seven decibels in this. Everyone is just so... Restrained. Yeah. I like, they should be primal. Like, it's supposed to be this, like... That's kind of what the trailer sold Like, they, they make it like it's, like, their first... Ex- like, it's their first experience with these, like... These very, like... Like, like deep-rooted human emotions. Like, like... We maybe, sh- we should feel what they're feeling, but I, I maybe it should have been just a really fucked R rated thing. Uh, well, I honestly I I didn't know it wasn't R rated. I didn't either. Um, because uh, based on the trailers and stuff, but yeah, it is just it's very it's very edgy, very like very horny movie. But there's also not a lot of plot momentum at all. Like like there's really not a, it's really scenes, just these kids scenes like, don't really connect either. It's just a series of scenes. A lot of scenes of this movie don't end, they just stop. Um like they will literally cut away like as like some bad ADR dialogue is put in like right at the end for like a joke or I remember there's one where somebody asks a question that's like important to the plot and it's like cut away but not in like an intentional way. Like, you know, wait, they're not gonna... They're just going on to this other thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. Yeah. Piss poor editing. So bad. What else is... Do we have anything say? else to say about I this? I want to see who did the cinematography on this. Who got dragged into this film? The cinematography. Enrique Chidia. Not Enrique. Chidia. Not Enrique. He did, oh, he did The Maze Runner and Bumblebee in 127 oh. hours. Okay. Oh my god, so he's done some stuff. Yeah, Alright, so the, that's why this movie looks as good as it does. Um... And the score, the the composer was done by Trevor Gurexic. What has he done? The Goldfinch. Um, oh, no, shit. That was a good score. Um, I never watched he's, that. He's doing M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Oh, nice, nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, I, I guess that stands to reason why those are like the only two positive aspects of this movie besides uh, Colin Farrell. Don't see this movie. Yeah, it's so bad. I can't recommend this to... I, well, okay. It is... I think it just barely gets to so bad it's good territory. Yeah. I think there's a lot but of... Not in there's a lot... No, 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 no. Definitely watch it for free, but there's a lot of dialogue that is... It, it's almost room level where, like, it, it, the dialogue is just so stilted and weird that it'll have you fucking rolling. I was having a good time watching it, and I do appreciate some elements. It's yeah. It's not good. No, it's... Um, yeah. Ultimate, ultimately, the editing, the screenplay, and the acting just kill this thing 100%. Kyle, you want to go ahead and score this for the book so we can get on to some good movies? Yeah, it's not good. On a good day, like a three and a half, three. Yeah, I'd, what, whatever. I'd give it like a three, maybe a two and a half out I'll give of it, I'll give it a 3.4. Yeah, it's, it's doo-doo. It's not good. But uh, moving on to some good space movies, we, uh, we picked out some sort of, some modern... Uh, space classics for us to for us to discuss in anticipation for Voyagers. Um, and I think we should. Um, the way I mentioned it in the intro was just the release order. I think we should just do that yeah, for sure. So, so we'll start with uh, Gravity. Yeah, 2013's Gravity. Uh, Sandra Bullock, George Clooney, Alfonso Cuarón, the Dream Team. 
Uh, I think this movie shreds. This movie shreds. Basically, the basic premise is a very simple movie. Very simple. They're but... working on they're working on a space shuttle, and a a nearby satellite is is destroyed. Destroyed, and the debris of it like it's moving around they, the orbit and like... destroying other satellites. So the debris field is just picking up, and their their shit gets destroyed. And, and basically, from then everything goes wrong for Sandra Bullock. Wrong. Um, yeah, I think this, this movie's really. Good with some caveats. Yeah, it has its flaws, but I think for the most part, it's a pretty thrilling, engaging film. Uh, Sandra Bullock gives a really terrific lead performance. Yes. Uh, she, what's her character's name? Ryan. 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 Something. Doctor Doctor Ryan Stone. Ryan Stone. Um, and she plays a uh, like a she's like a uh, what like an engineer or something like that. Yes. And uh, she's yes. a medical engineer. She yeah. is kind of the focus of this film. It follows. I don't think. I don't think it ever breaks away from. Uh, once you get to her, it, I don't think it ever breaks away from her, her perspective throughout the entire film. You're with her pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it is just like everything that could possibly go wrong in space does. Let's start with the peak. The first thirty minutes is. Absolutely sublime. Some of the best set pieces, I think, that have been in, I mean, in a blockbuster. I mean, it is very apparent through all his movies that Alfonso Cuaron is like a perfectionist. He's directing the hell out of this movie. I mean, Children of Men is one of my favorite films yeah. of all time. Prisoner of Azkaban, Smash. So hard. good. And this movie, he's doing things... He, he basically moved visual effects forward mm-hmm. in what he does in it. Most of it is computer-generated. The whole suit... The astronaut suits yeah. are completely CG, and it looks. Great. It all really holds up, and it like yeah, like like all the all the sets and everything. Like the, the and, and the first fifteen minutes is just one long take, and yeah. it looks just incredible. Very it looks very 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 stellar. What I what I love I love so many details about the first thirty minutes. I love how their dialogue is very echoey because it's through their mics, their like headsets. Did you know that the guy from Ground Control that's talking to them is Ed, Ed Harris? Harris? I had no idea. It sounded like Ed Harris to me. Um, I I just adore what they're going for. I love the droning ass score. Yeah, when you get to the moment, it's just it's just anxiety inducing. I mean, like the the station gets destroyed, and then she has to like like hop to another station, but then that one goes wrong, and then she gets in the pod, and like there's no fuel, and it's just. Like 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 shit after just shit just keeps going wrong and stuff. But yeah, no. The I, problem with peaking so high though is that it's impossible to maintain that momentum. That entirely. is true. But I, 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 do I think, don't think the rest of the movie like falls too. It short doesn't of fall flat. It's just not quite as good. I think this is a technical marvel. Yes. In every way. I think it falters sometimes with the script, with the screenplay. But I, but again, I think the point is like more kind of like the emotional like it's like it's 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 trying to like thrill you and induce this like anxiety and stuff. So it's like some hammy dialogue or whatever. But then like it slows it, down for dramatic stuff for about 10-15 minutes. Yeah. At, at the end of the second act, beginning of the third. And that's where I think it kind of suffers from. I, I thought the decision to uh just have George Clooney in there for like the beginning. He's actually great. He is really good, and I uh, I really buy him as like like you know the square jawed like astronaut type. And he, yeah. uh, but I think that's like a fun subversion because they I, I I remember it being kind of billed as like a duo between them like mm-hmm. when the movie was coming out, and then he dies like twenty minutes in. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's like I think that's like a fun subversion, and then he comes back 
later as like a she's like hallucinating when she's like running out of air or I passing out on scene. that pod. I think that scene is good, Kyle. I think it's cheesy. I think you're cheesy. Okay, fair point. <laughs> but that scene and the her howling at the at the people is a bit much. It's corny, but like I mean, Interstellar's corny, and we like that movie. But it's a different kind of corny here, I guess, for me at least. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I like the movie, and I like its eventual endpoint. The last ten minutes are pretty epic. Yeah. The score and like the debris mm-hmm. as she rides back down to Earth, coming out of like the whole rebirth theme. There's a, there's a theme of rebirth running through it where. Um, I mean, there's literally a shot after, like, the big first three minutes where everything's going on where she gets on a space station and takes her suit off and starts floating. Mm-hmm. And looks like uh, looks like a fetus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I, like, obviously at the end, like, her, like, coming out of the water and everything. And there's, and there's, like, sta- and there's statues of, like, Buddha yeah, and, like, a Jesus card. Yeah. So they're, they're clearly having a running theme and noticing that it's pretty compelling what they're doing with her I, I, I think this movie is just more conceptual overall than, like... Kind of like it's simple, but there's a lot of like grand ideas going on. I think mm-hmm. it, there's 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 more than meets the eye with this one. I would say I, I think it's a, a a showcase that is held up very well, a technical showcase for sure. Um, definitely, uh, it's worth watching. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's Gravity. Like, yeah, it won a shit ton of Oscars when it came out. Yeah, the sound um, mixing and sound design. Yeah, it just it, it, tech- I love the fact that there's no sound in space besides the score. Mm-hmm. And no fire in space. Yeah. Like, no. you see something explode, and then it, it just, just debris and shit just everywhere. Um, it's it's a blast. Yeah, no, it, it is it is a it is a fun thrill ride. I, I, think, I think it trails off a little bit, but not enough to not call it a very good movie. Yeah, I would give this one... I'd probably give it, like, a really strong 8 out of 10. I'm, I'm, like, on the line between 7.5 and, and an 8. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. 7.8. Okay. I'll give it that. <laughs> We're getting into the nitty gritty decimals here. Um, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, if that's all we have to say about Gravity, then we'll move on to our next motion picture, Interstellar. The yeah yeah it wasn't um, I was like the Martian. No, first. the Martian comes out after yep. Interstellar. Uh, Interstellar, Christopher Nolan, his first film after the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Uh, coming off hot off of that, Christopher Nolan, great director, obviously stacked cast. Uh, low key, I think this movie's incredible. <laughs> High key, I think this movie's <laughs> fucking amazing. It's really, really great. It's yeah. Now uh, this is this is one of my favorite films of all time. So I am certainly biased here. Yeah, for sure. It has its plot problems. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I think that the first twenty minutes are a bit oddly edited. It takes a bit to get going. I think I think it's a bit weirdly paced for for a bit. I don't think there's a lot there's a lot of like setup in the first like bit. It yeah, I th- I think that that whole first opening act could have been, I, I could have been trimmed down a I little bit. I still like it a lot. Yeah, no for sure. It's but, like, but it is oddly paced and uh, I admit that. Do we want to talk about the uh the plot real quick? Yeah. Give so, a plot rundown. Like Voyagers the Earth is dying. Whoa. But in this one, we actually get to see, holy shit, the Earth is fucked. It's all dust. Dirt. The, basically, they can't grow crops anymore. Yeah, everything's like all dried out. Um, and so, they, there's a space program to, to find a, another planet through, by going through what they found is a wormhole. Yeah. And um, Matthew McConaughey, who, uh, what's his, like, 
He's like an old. He's like a pilot, isn't he? He's, he's, a, he's an old. He's a pilot from back when they still had yeah planes and stuff. And he agrees to go on the space mission because uh, to save his daughter. Yeah, yeah well, and, and to save humanity. Save and humanity. He, he, he but he's thinking about his yeah daughter. for sure for sure. Um and son and <laughs> listen, we definitely know which one he loves more. All right. Um and along the way, the other astronauts are are Anne Hathaway, Hathaway West Bentley, Bentley, and the other guy. Yeah. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah. We don't do research here on Cinema Shakedown. We just like to wing it. Um, and, and like, the leader of the program is Michael Caine. Yeah, this guy, I mean, obviously it's Nolan. He always has incredibly stacked casts in his movies. Speaking yeah. of Nolan, he loves time. He really does love time. And there's, there's, there's some time. There's they, some... they start to bend some time. It's really hard to break down this movie. So, I get, okay, well, okay. Where so, do you want to start with this one? So, we talked about the opening. Matthew McConaughey kind of is living in this post of this dystopian uh, world. It's kind of explores his relationship with his daughter, who's this very bright girl, and his son, who's kind of more like, I'm going to be a farmer, dad. Um... And when he gets recruited for this mission, basically the conceit is that Michael Caine's like, okay, we've got these three possible candidates. Uh, you go all check them out and see which ones, um, like which one, which ones are, are suitable and stuff like that. So that's that's the mission. They they go through this wormhole. Incredible sequence. Oh yeah. Uh, and I gotta bring it up this early. The score. Oh yeah, is yeah, one yeah. Of the best ever. It, it ever. is. It's it is. My, it is my favorite film score of all time. I don't know about that, but it's definitely up there for Hans Zimmer. I would say one of one of his Absolutely best. Absolutely impeccable. The, the the main theme "Stay" uh-huh. is one of the best pieces of music ever. Uh huh. Um, yeah. What was it talking about? So after they go through the wormhole to go to the planets. yeah. So the first planet they go to is the water planet. Yeah, does not go well. Does not go well. West Bentley dies pretty quickly. The. Uh, Basically, the all the water on the planet just gets picked up in a monsoon mm-hmm. wave, and and the problem that they they run into is the planets like they're trying to choose the right one, but every time they go down to one, they lose years of t- of Earth because time. they orbit. Are all three all three of the planets are orbiting this black hole, right? Yeah. Um, and so they and they're losing like, like the closer years they get to, the closer they get to the black hole because of the whole. Uh, event horizon thing like they it, it messes with so like they go down to the planet for like a couple hours they come back to the ship and it's been like 20 and, 30 the, per- years. and the person that was still on the ship yeah he's like old he's got gray hair and everything great ideas, so man. good um and then the scene after that where mcconaughey is going through the like 20 years worth of um of videos of from, his, from his daughter I mean, and son is one of the best scenes it's is is maybe my favorite Nolan scene. McConaughey gives yeah, McConaughey's incredible. I in this am movie. so bummed he didn't get nominated for right? an Oscar. Ugh. He deserved it. He really did. Incredible. Um, and then at this point we start to see some of the ground stuff too. His daughter on Earth is now older. She's grown Jessica up. Chastain. Jessica Chastain, and she wants to find out what the hell she's, happened to her father. She's working with Michael Caine at this point, and at some point he reveals to her on his deathbed. He says. Uh, he gave them the impression on this mission that they would be uh, coming back, or that they, that they're. Uh, he he knew all along that humanity on Earth couldn't be saved. Yeah, he was like, they're not doing this for us. They're they're going out and starting over essentially. Yeah. And so Murph, uh, Jessica Chastain, basically uncovers this like uh, the the, every, the whole the whole conceit of the mission is built on a lie and everything, and that kind of drives her to. Uh, uh, he's solving equations and stuff, yeah. you know, and all that. There's a lot. 
I think a bit of the science mumbo jumbo in this movie loses me a little bit just be- because it's pseudoscience. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it doesn't like, really bother me. All it's that it's just kind of it's just well it's just kind of like I can't really talk about it later because I have no idea what the hell they were talking about. True, black holes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so they go to the second planet, McConaughey, Hathaway, and, and the other dude, uh, which is Matt Damon planet. So basically, they find one guy left on this planet. He was in cryostasis. He was one of the original researchers that they sent originally to these worlds. Was it all the other researchers died, and so he cryostasis? Yes, himself? I believe that's what happened. And so he's he's all alone, and he's out of his mind. And he's also Matt Damon. And he's Matt Damon. And he's named Doctor Man. Okay. <laughs> no one, no one has ever uh, accused <laughs> Nolan of subtlety. I think Matt Damon's probably pretty clearly the the worst part. He's good. I think he's fine, but I think he is clearly like the worst part of this movie. Just his inclusion is just, a bit odd. Just a bit cartoony, kind of over the top. Like I love the visuals on that planet. No, no, no. That that planet's incredible, and I think the whole so <laughs> he, he's just an idiot. He steals their ship and attempts to dock it at their station and fails and blows up half their station, which leads to one of the most incredible sequences. Basically, Matthew McConaughey has to dock the ship. To their their docking station while it's spinning uncontrollably. So he has to spin the ship like at the same like time and like get it and not pass out. And the score is like just ramping up. It is, it is one of the best. In fact, talking about it now, I think I'm gonna pop in my 4K after this podcast and watch it. Absolutely. What an incredible scene! It's so good. And then after that is when they they make the decision to go. Well, they get caught in the uh, in the black hole. Mm. Like, like I think uh, that, I think that is what happened. Like, that, like right after they dock, the, uh, right after they dock, they're like, "Oh, uh oh, we're getting sucked into the black hole now." Yeah. So that's when the, he makes the decision to kind of he like slingshots Anne Hathaway around it. Like, mm. or she like kind of I don't know if she goes through it, but she kind of yes. He's the one that ends up going like directly into it. And that is where... Uh, okay. Yeah, so we'll kind of... We'll I'll, do our I'll best break to break this, this down. I'll break this down. So he basically goes into the wormhole and... Well, okay, let, real quick. Let's establish earlier that... Earlier in the film, Murph, uh, McConaughey's daughter, in, like, her childhood room, she sees this, like... She's, she sees books falling off the shelf. She thinks it's a ghost. Like, yeah. like... The, and, and she finds out that, like... The books that it knocked off, or like whatever order, it was it was spelling out a message "stay" yeah. in Morse code, mm-hmm. and she was like, "This means that you got to stay." And he's like, "I'm sorry, I have to go do this." Yes. Later, now, why, now that he enters the wormhole at the end, he's in like a different dimension of time. He's like the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension, where he basically is behind the bookshelf. In his daughter's room. Yeah, it's like he he can kind of... So he is... It's kind of set... Uh, it almost looks... I think they call it the Tesseract. Yes. Is that what they refer to it as? It, yes. it almost looks like a series of bookshelves. Yeah. Like you can... But it's like for time. Like you can kind of like look yeah. through and find a point. Yeah. And he's doing the watch and everything. The, the watch that he gives her earlier in the yeah. film. That's how he sends her... Um, he sends her the... Uh, what does he send her on the watch? Stay. I know because he. I think because he sends out like a longer mess. I think he sends her the. uh... I, oh yeah, he sends. It's the equation, isn't oh, the it? The equation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interstellar travel. Yes. Um. Um. And so basically, he is the ghost. Yes. Um. It loops. This is where I think the movie makes its biggest mistake. I think he should have died in that black hole. I don't. See it as much of a mistake, but it's like personally. But it, well, okay, 
We don't need him to... T- so he gets out of the black hole. It's like years later in the future. He basically gets like slingshot like like a hundred years from now. Or, or not that long. But like Jessica Chastain's old now and everything. Uh, he gets picked up on this like new space station and stuff. And after uh, he has a moment with Jessica Chastain. Well, it's not Jessica Chastain anymore, but Murph. Um, uh, he decides to leave and go find Anne Hathaway who found... Uh, the other, the third planet, which actually ended up being hospitable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think his sacrifice would have been, uh, it would have been more powerful if it had been a sacrifice. I agree. Like for him to do that. With him and old Murph. Yeah. I love it. It's fine. I don't know. I, uh, I just think, listen, I'm telling Nolan how to do his job. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I think. The movie is, is great. Uh, we didn't talk about one of the side characters on it is is a is a robot called Tars. Tars is great. He's great. Tars is, the, is a the design's real one. so odd. It's yeah. Funny. He's like this weird like eye fridge. Like yeah. He's got those like, he's got, like arms and legs and stuff. Yeah, weird. Um, it's awesome. I all the effects are incredible. I'm gonna make a bold statement. I think this might be the most seamless visual effects implementation there is in a blockbuster. It is impeccable. Yeah. There's not a single thing where I'm like, that looks fake. Not nothing. Like, Gravity had a couple things. Yeah, 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 for sure. This has nothing of the sort. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. Oh, I, I, well, I don't, know if it's, and, I don't know if it's the best. I'm sure I, I'm sure I can and, find it. And it's because Nolan also uses a ton of practice. Yeah, no, the sets. A lot of the, the models. A lot of the sets spaceships. and everything. Tars w- was kind of practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he knows how to blend effects. Mm-hmm. And the... Yeah, again, like Gravity, it's a technical masterpiece. It lo- yeah, it, it, well, not even just, like, the effects and stuff, just, like, the visuals, like, the the, the look of, like, the black holes and the, the wormholes cinema, yeah. and everything. They, they had to write new computer code to do the wormhole. Nice. Um, and and score and the... Yeah, just everything, and everything fires together. on all cylinders. It creates such a, like, a mood. Mm-hmm. It, it almost makes... It, like, makes me cry almost it, every time I watch it. It just makes me feel... It's a testament to the human spirit, I would say. Now, they do a couple things that I know a lot of people are not big fans of. Especially at the time, when you look, this movie has, like, a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's mm-hmm. not very high. Yeah. A, a, a big criticism of it was... It's very schmal- uh, people consider it very schmaltzy and cheesy. I mean, it is, yeah. Uh, they they do this thing with Anne Hathaway's character where one of the habitable planets has her boyfriend on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how does that start the uh, the love is quantifiable thing? Love is quantifiable. She gives that speech about like love being is the only like, thing like, that like, can like transcend time. That, yeah, it's like it's cheesy, but it works. It works for me. Yeah. I think I think this movie ha- wears its big heart on its sleeve, mm-hmm. and the thing is, we were discussing. You were like, "Well, Interstellar is cheesy too with gravity." Yeah. The difference for me is that Interstellar actually affects me emotionally, yeah, that's whereas fair. Gravity does not. That's fair. So that I can forgive the cheese because, God damn it, it hits my heart. It's good shit. Um, this movie is is so good. Yeah. I don't know how many of you out there have not seen Interstellar. But go see it. If you haven't. On the nicest TV you can find. Get a 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> buy it right now. It's it's sublime. I, I know it's, it takes a lot of inspiration from a film I have not seen, which is 2001 A Space oh, yeah, Odyssey. That's fair. We'll talk about it sometime. Yeah, for sure. I know neither of us have seen different, it. Different episode for a different day. But um, Nolan 
Nolan, this one of Nolan's peak. best. This I might be his peak. Yeah. Um, Incredible. It might not be his best film, but it is my favorite for sure. Um, I'm gonna give it like a nine. I'm so close to a nine, like nine point four. Okay. All right. I'm so close to a nine and a half. I, I think it's it's an incredible film. I yeah. I, I mean, not to no, no pun intended, but it's stellar. Like it is just every yeah, uh, just the concepts on display are so interesting and stuff. And I think it is it is a it's an almost three hour movie that earns every minute of its running time. The the sense of like the sense of exploration and stuff. Is like not only the character, the characters feel it, but like you feel it. Just yeah. this like adventure, like yes, yeah. we're gonna save the world. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but in our next film that we're talking about, it's not about saving the world. It's about saving Matt Damon, who really needs to stop dicking around in space because it keeps getting him into trouble. Oh God. Um, our next film, The Martian, um, 2015, Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain again. Uh, Michael Pena, Sebastian Stan, Sean Bean, Jeff Daniels, uh, Childish Gambino. Um, did I already say Michael Pena? Uh, oh, you said Sean, Kate Mara. Oh my God. Uh, she would tell Edgy. Oh Mara. my God. Benedict Wong. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I think this is definitely of the three movies. This is definitely wins the most stacked cast award. Oh my God, it's insane. Um. Much like Interstellar, I think this movie's incredible. This movie's great. I think it's yeah, it's it um, is if we're if we're talking about two sides of the same coin, where Interstellar is very like grandiose and very like like flighty with its ideas and everything, and it's all about like human nature and the concepts of like reality. This is very much like stripped down, simple. Like it's very it's very human and very minimalist. Um, and I think before it came out, people were worried because Ridley Scott was not on the strongest streak. No, no, no. He was doing I like, think he had just done Gods of Egypt or Gods something of Egypt, like that. And he did like the Robin Hood. Yeah, like people don't remember. Uh, he had done Prometheus, which say what you will, it's got it's a very it's mixed good. reception. Yeah. I like it personally, but so so this was a movie that people were like, I don't know, Scott, can yeah, you do it? And it's it's incredible. It turns out, yes, he can do it. It's, uh, it's a science fiction heavy I, on the science. I will go. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and give a quick. Yeah, plot. go for it. Uh, so it's about this team of astronauts who are doing research on Mars and stuff. Yeah, you get that glass of water. Yeah, uh, it's about this team of astronauts who are doing research on Mars. Uh, a storm hits them, and they have to make a quick escape. But when this happens, uh, Mark Watney, their botanist, gets struck by a piece of debris, and they think he's dead. So they're like, oh shit, alright, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So they leave. Turns out, Mark Watney, very much alive. He wakes up, he uh, like, like uh, fixes his wound and everything, and it, the movie becomes about him figuring out how to survive on this desolate planet by himself, while everyone on Earth is like grappling with the fact that he's still alive and figuring out how to handle that. This movie gets into it so quick. It's so well paced. The first 15 minutes... Is them? They set up the characters for about three minutes. The storm hits. He's hit. They say Mark Watney's dead on TV, and then he wakes up and is alive. And it's, it's like holy shit. It's good. This movie. Movie. this movie moves at a clip's pace. Um, Matt Damon's fantastic in this movie. Yeah, Matt Damon's great. He. It's a very like human, very like charming performance. He's very funny. It's it's pro- it's the very most. Funny. I think it's the most maybe nuanced performance of the three movies. It, yeah. it has the most kind like it, it's the least impressive on a surface level, I think. 
but the more like the more you kind of peel back and everything yeah. like there's that moment I think when he when he uh, he first hears the team's voice again and he breaks I down crying. I I was, like, that moment really got me I was like oh I think that I think that's a good way to describe the whole movie um is that it's not as showy as the other two. No, it's but, very, but it's but it's got the depth more than the other two. I think this is about the characters. Like this yes. is about the people at at the heart of this film, especially Mark Watney. Yeah. Um. So he, being a botanist, he figures out how to like grow potatoes and everything. He's using the other crewmates, uh, shit as fertilizer. Yeah. And also their shit. Like he's he uses um and, and uh, Michael Pena's yeah. uh rosary or whatever to make a uh, like fire and everything. His immediate plan is how do I how do I uh survive. Four years until... Until the, he has to wait for the next mission, mission to come up. Um, I think this movie, the screenplay is incredible at taking all of this, like... Because most of the dialogue is just Matt Damon breaking down, like, science to you. Yeah. But it's done in such a compelling and interesting way. And, like, I think the humor also really helps make it a little more engaging. I mean, uh, it was written by Drew Goddard. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah, who is, is a incredible. brilliant writer. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Andy Weir. Uh, the book is a lot like that, too. Yeah. The book is very uh, is very funny. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... It, I mean, everyone in this movie is really good. Uh, I think Jeff Daniels is another standout. He plays the head of NASA back down on Earth. Mm-hmm. And his team is all kind of figuring out how to get, like... First, it's more about, like, the PR or, like, Firestorm, but then they're trying to put together, like, ideas to get him down from there. Right. Um, there's the one point where they're trying to send him food and the ship, like, blows up and everything. Damn, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, it's just... Once once you get into the groove of it, like, he's like... Oh, I forgot Kristen Wiig is in this, too. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like... She's like the, yeah, she's, you know, she's in it for, like, five minutes. Um, the first, like, half of the movie... Once, once Mark Watney figures out the botany stuff, things are going very smoothly. Yeah, you think like, everything's like, 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 going to go out. wrong. And then, like, he, like, the hatch, like, explodes all and of his all plans. Of yeah, oh, on. so bad. And from there on, it's just bad situation after bad situation. So then he has to figure out how to live in the rover because he has to take... So the plan becomes... Uh, well, well, this is when Donald Glover gets involved, I think. He devises this plan for the crew... Uh, that are returning home to, like, use Earth's orbit to slingshot back around to Mars. Uh, and Watney launches up from the surface, and they essentially catch him. And I think that leads to a, to an incredibly thrilling climax. So good. Where uh, they they remove all the weight from this pod, so they're like, hey, there's no windows or anything. He's just shooting up into space completely, like, unprotected, except for the suit. Under a tarp, is Under what Under a say. tarp. <laughs> that shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Um, and then there's the bit where he has to poke the hole in his suit and he's flying. I, I get to fly around like Iron Man. It's, it's so good. It's so... It's just so well written and so well... It's so uh, well paced. The soundtrack I want to give another shout out to. It's a lot of disco. Yeah. Which is f- just a fun little... The actual like, score I found to be a bit lacking. It's fine. It's, um, it's very... It, compared to the other two movies in here, it I, doesn't stand out I at think all. that's because it has a good soundtrack. To where it's like it, just, yeah. it doesn't need the score to do all the uh, all the heavy lifting. Like I think the two standouts are the use of Starman in that oh, one montage, and I think the just uh, the credits hit, and then I will survive starts playing, and I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. Um, the cinematography was done by a by a Polish man uh, named Darius Wolski, Ooh. who did the the Gore Verbinski 
Pirates trilogy. Oh, and and Prometheus and Sweeney Todd. He's a he's a yeah. Legit. No, he's he's a sta- legit. And this movie looks gorgeous. I think this movie's gorgeous. Whew. I was gonna say this might be my favorite looking of the three. I just I had something like the, there's like a. Uh, just not even in terms of just the cinematography, but just like the set design and everything, and like the costumes and all that. Like it's sci-fi, but it's very, very, very grounded and like mm-hmm. real. Like it's it's exactly what you would imagine this kind of technology to look like at the point where we are going yeah. to Mars and stuff like that. I, again, like I think this movie's biggest strength is its subtlety. Like it's it's it very so easy for this movie to be boring. Yes, yes, on. yes. But it, it it's very much it knows. That that at the heart of the story, the characters are what you care about, and and that's you know what propels the story forward. If I had to, if I had to, if I had any complaints with it, I think there are a lot of characters. Some, yeah. Sometimes a bit too many when we get to those like kind of a bit prolonged scenes on Earth with just a ton of fucking people. Yeah. You're Sean, like, Sean Bean, Jeff you're Daniels. Like, you're like, all right, I kind of want to get back to Mark. Like, like all right, let's 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 get back. It's right. not a huge problem, but it it is something. And that, it's not like. Like obviously they're all terrific actors, and like I'm still like compelled by what's happening. Sure. But I agree, like the Mar- the Mark Watney stuff is more interesting. Um, besides all that, it's a, it's just it's a simple movie told so well. I'll tell you this: I think this might have the best screenplay of the three. It does. I th- it I, does I, I would agree with that. I would say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. This movie is is an absolute blast. I I think. Uh, yeah, this movie's terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Anything? Do we have anything else to say about this one? No. It's it's a very simple film. It is. Told so elegantly. Um, I think, yeah, any so of... So funny. I think all of... I think tying it all together, these three movies at, at their heart are all about, like, the will of, like, the human spirit to survive. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I think that is the central theme of all of these movies with gravity. You have Sandra Bullock, like, scraping and clawing to get out of this, like, horrible situation. Interstellar, it's all about, like... Saving humanity and stuff like that. And like, I just love space. Movies, yeah, man. space is pretty cool. And then, and then like, that's saying a lot about Voyagers that I hated it because yeah, I so love space movies. That is that is a textbook uh, example of how not to make a space movie. Yeah, but yeah, even, yeah, but yeah. I just I just wanted to like tie it all together there and just say, like like with the Martian and everything. Like his his like I think the Martian is is genuinely one of the most inspiring movies. Like his so his will to just get out of there is just it's infectious. There, there's, there's definitely a feel of, of castaway in the yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At points, and uh, uh, just that one scene where he comes out, and he's all like emaciated, and he has the beard and everything, and I'm like, oh, god, uh, yeah, terrific. Um, fuck it, I'm gonna give this one a nine too. Eight and a half. That's fair. It's That's really, fair. It's really. Good. I think this one is about right on par with Interstellar for me. They're two like they're two completely different movies, mm-hmm. but also not. You know what I mean? Like, I think these movies are... These movies... All three of these movies really make good, like, counterparts to one another. Because I yeah. think they all kind of explore different aspects of this genre. And I think, uh... Yeah, I don't yeah. like this one as much as Interstellar, but it is a great movie. For sure, for sure. 100% worth watching, if you have not seen yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I would recommend all three of these, absolutely. If, absolutely. If you were trying to do a space triple feature, go for it. I think that's about all we have to say, though. Do we want to wrap this up? Uh, absolutely. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about video game movies. Oh a yeah, I'm very excited about because, that because because the week after anticipation next, for Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. So so we have a buffet of mostly garbage next week. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm very, I, I could not be more excited. It's going to be a good ass conversation. We uh, we hope to see you there, folks. So yeah, you guys can find us. 
on Twitter at uh, Cinema Shakedown, also uh, Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and they can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K-R-I-E-G-H-B-A-U-M. And you can find me, Jordan, on Twitter at the underscore Fatman99 and on Letterboxd at my name, Jordan Dennis. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks for having, uh, Thanks for joining us, guys. Adios.